always trust your motherly instincts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pure Dula podcast, where we chat all things home birth, hot takes, business, and more. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Dula. Mama. Yeah. Mama. Oh, that's me. This. <laughs> On this week's episode, I welcome a longtime friend of mine. Her name is Ashley Luby, and she's a force to be reckoned with. An inspirational mom an entrepreneur with a powerful mission. Ashley shares her journey with her baby boy, Fox. She shares a health condition that Fox had called posterior urethral valve, or PUV for short, that almost went undiagnosed. Ashley explains what PUV is, how she advocated for her son and how it led to her to create a nonprofit in his honor. She is now spreading awareness and raising money to support sick children all around the world. Oh, and Fox is doing amazing and as healthy as can be. So grab a box of tissues. You're going to need them. <laughs> Let's get into it. Hello. Oh, hello. I'm on. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Ashley. How are you? Oh, this is exciting. I am doing so good. Good. I'm glad that we like finally were able to make this work. Um, (laughs) It's hard being a new mom for sure, but we got it. (laughs) I know. Amongst the naps and the feeds and the... Yes cleaning yuck everything (laughs) but I'm so excited because we've known each other for a really long time through like different seasons of life different phases yeah all different stuff we we were pregnant together which is really cool um yeah I really loved that because it was nice to just like connect with a like-minded friend at the same time even though you're all the way in Canada (laughs) I know that doesn't matter though no not at all that's what's amazing about the internet and technology to an extent but (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to have you here and just to chat about the amazing things you're doing so why don't you just introduce yourself um And just kind of tell everyone who you are and what you do and all that. Right. Okay. So my name is Ashley Luby. Um, In terms of what I do, it's funny because I've had a huge shift with that. Um, I guess I'll just start with like my biggest passions and that would just be, you know, being a a new mom, a new-ish mom (laughs) at this point. And then also the not-for-profit organization, which I started, that's called For Fox Sake. So number four and then Fox Sake. Um, Neither of which pays the bills, but (laughs) both both feed the soul. So Mm -hmm. that's you know, my, my biggest and most important and also uh, what I'm the most proud of in, in life today. Uh, so yeah. (laughs) 
And I think that's important, like, when it comes to just everyday life. It's like, what are you truly passionate about? You know, the money doesn't matter. We've come a long way, and I think, to realize that uh, from, like, kind of who we are in the past is, like, major growth, (laughs) you know? Like, the money doesn't matter. Like, this, like you said, it feeds your soul. You're passionate about it. Um, And it's for a great cause. And Fox is your beautiful son right like that's fox this is all for fox um yes which i love the name by the way so cool oh thank you thank <laughs> um, you so what is this nonprofit that you started and why did you start it okay um i guess to take it from the top it would be so my son fox he was born with um a rare condition and that's just like rare on the books right now I am totally challenging that statistic because of the care that we got before Mm. we find found the care that we currently have um so he was born with this condition called posterior urethra valves Uh, for short it's PUV and essentially he was born with his urethra being obstructed so his urine was not able to exit his body normally Um, and of course as a result of that if you don't get prompt care that's going to be devastating results and it's a domino effect so it's like your bladders will go your bladder will go and then your kidney will go and then you know your other kidney or both kidneys and so on and so forth until ultimately it would lead to your demise if you don't get care for it um so this condition is most typically caught in the um 20 week anatomy scan if if you choose so to have one of those and for me it wasn't detected um and at the and at that time, if it is detected, you would actually have an emergency C-section shortly thereafter because it could be more damaging um, for the baby to stay in utero just because urine isn't exiting properly. And oh, wow. the, the sooner that you get a valve ablation, so essentially they just remove the little flap of skin that's obstructing your urethra. As soon as you have that, then you can go on and live a perfectly, you know, semi-normal life because your your output is is working properly. But without that, you know, essentially simple, quote unquote, not actually, I'm sure that simple procedure, it could be devastating. So this is long-winded, but anyhow, um, because of the care that we got before we found sick kids, um, it, I just feel it was so important to start this organization for so many reasons. Um, of course, to, you know, say thank you to sick kids in a way so they can further their research and, you know, perfect their practice and grow their clinic. But also because this needs to end with us. Mm. I'm very privileged in the sense that I had, you know, family support, places to stay. I could even get to Toronto, which is one of the top children's hospitals in the world. Um, And there's many parents who 
who don't have that privilege and who don't have the means or the wherewithal to get there because also it's a huge battle depending on who your healthcare provider is because they could be telling you no no you're you're basically crazy nothing's wrong with your child which was the case with me and you need to fight through to advocate for your child to get that care otherwise gosh if I wouldn't have Fox wouldn't be here today so oh my gosh yeah so they really didn't think anything's wrong with him when you were like bringing up concerns about you know whatever symptoms he was showing at the time they the doctors were just like no you're crazy like nothing's wrong correct so i will note so if you have a son it is so incredibly rare for a boy to get a uti and that's what fox had reoccurring was utis the reason why it's so rare is for bacteria to actually work its way all up through your urethra as a boy is almost impossible I won't Mm -hmm. say impossible because it could happen, but it's extremely rare. So anyhow, he had first gotten his first fever at 33 days old. And he, um, so we go to the emergency room and this was in Winnipeg. And, um, you know, I was challenging the doctor in a way essentially being like what the heck is going on like he has a fever of 103 like this can't surely this can't be normal 33 day old baby like we've been home within our four walls like he has had no exposures right and um she said well you can go home on Tylenol him having a fever is a good thing it means that he's fighting off an infection um go on Tylenol for a few days and kind of like we'll reevaluate what's going on and that I refused to leave the hospital and that's essentially when it got really ugly um so I I kept asking to be admitted to be admitted and I was told he can go home on Tylenol and I was refusing to to take that as an answer and then I was told or I was asked, sorry, um, not by the doctor directly, but she was standing right there. It was her like right hand nurse, essentially. Why do I want to be admitted? And I explained why and that I wasn't comfortable going home with Fox being this ill. And she told me that it's not a bunch of mothers up there and I'll still need to be a parent. And that's when I completely lost my mind and I got wow. a, third, a third party on the phone and we asked to speak with the charge nurse on the emergency floor and my third party said, hey, what's your protocol for an infant at this age to be admitted? They said what it was and she questioned, why are you breaking your protocol today then? And then right away, that's when we were admitted. But that's what it took. which is insane first step in care exactly like that's that is so crazy and thank god for your intuition you know and just like your heart and your drive and just being able to stand up for yourself and for your son and really like this is 
normal and no I'm not gonna go home like this is crazy but like it's sad that you even had to do all of that you know and like not be taken seriously and like have him looked at immediately 33 days like he's fresh out your belly there's there's no reason he should have a fever that high for no reason you know so exactly exactly Exactly. So then they determined it was a UTI after his workup. And I didn't know at the time how rare UTIs were for boys. And had I known that information, they would have demanded further investigation. Mm -hmm. Um, But they didn't do that. They essentially just admitted us, gave us antibiotics. And also he was on the strongest liquid antibiotic biotic you can have it's called meropenem which I also didn't realize at the time because I would have surely had questions about that as well I mean it did save his life but to have to be on the strongest antibiotic there is and also be on and have a UTI they should have looked deeper into it because Mm. it took another hospital visit literally within weeks after being discharged and he was back in there with the same issue oh my gosh that's so heartbreaking I can't imagine how hard that was for you to deal with like as a new mom you know and just you our our bodies and our hormones trying to readjust in that period of time and then to put all that like extra worry on top that had to be really hard for you yeah it was surely like the darkest time of my life and you know like I have to give it up to God for allowing me and giving me the strength to even get through it and also having such close family members lifting me up because because we were like thrown into all of this straight away Mm -hmm. I didn't even have a, a of time to like share with even close friends that I even had the baby yet, you know? So it was really like, I was leaning on my family and faith to just get us through. So you had to go back a second time. Did they finally like figure out what the cause of this was? So I go back a second time and then this second time they do further investigating So they did an ultrasound and they were able to see that his bladder was distended. So his bladder wall lining was thicker than normal, which means that his bladder is weaker than it should be. Um, So then that, you know, sparked the idea to then give him a VCUG, which is like a very traumatic procedure. But Essentially, they do an x-ray, but they have to insert dye into your bladder, and then they see how you output it. So that was the test that ultimately was the defining answer of what could be going on, because the dye had gone up the opposite way into his kidneys for the most part, and only, you know, a portion at a time was going out the right way. So we then were um, connected to the urologist in Winnipeg who suggested that we could wait months before getting a scope to confirm what the issue could be and have a surgery to fix the problem. 
so here we go again you know <laughs> wait months are they are they literally crazy yeah <laughs> yeah oh they are <laughs> yeah so i am on with this urologist begging to get this scope done as soon as i possibly can and like I'll be honest with you. I prefer like going as natural as I possibly can, but there is a time and place for modern medicine and science. Absolutely. And this was it. Yeah. Um, so I am begging for help. Please get him in as soon as you can. She said he can wait. Then she says to me, maybe I can get him in in a few weeks. Um, I'll see if I can book the time, yada, yada. But there's a high chance of cancellation. And that wasn't good enough for me. I asked if I could be referred. I was told they don't refer things this complicated out, which I will say that is our basic human right. If you ask yeah. to be referred, your doctor absolutely has to refer you. So if anyone ever gets no as an answer, do not listen to it or even just walk into any emergency room and ask for your child or yourself to be seen because not being referred is not accurate. Um, so we just didn't take that as an answer so we just thought to ourselves okay where can we get that would be the best place to go right now at this time and at that time we couldn't leave the country um because of the covid stuff going on so we call sick kids your department um and just out on a whim and said like hey this is all the information we have this is what we think is going on these are the tests that our son has currently already had how can you help us can we come and see you like we can't leave the country right now like we're we're begging you basically um right away who we had spoken to was the nurse practitioner Mandy Ricard and she actually runs a PUV clinic and she said to us, can you get here tomorrow? And we, oh. and we were like, no, but like we can get there like by Monday. Oh. Toronto's like quite a far distance from where we live. Um, so then we're there on the Monday. They, you know, do a few tests. They identify something is wrong. They say, okay, we're going to do run more tests on the Wednesday just to see where things go because they had inserted a stent at that point so that was just like his urine was just like flowing freely he didn't have to try to urinate okay. um and they ran another test on the wednesday and they said his numbers slightly improved but they said yeah there's definitely something going on here so then friday they do the scope and then same day right after the scope they he has his emergency surgery and he's been incredible since. So they wow. completely saved his life. Oh my gosh. That gave me chills when you were mentioning how they were like, yeah, come tomorrow. Like, I know. Oh my gosh. I so know. Amazing. Such a blessing. So is sick kids like that's, um, that's like a, I don't know what the word would be. Maybe a company or like a, a hospital that's like specifically for children with like needs like that or with rare cases kind of thing. Um, so they aren't specific 
their cases. However, they have, you know, all the specialists and experts um, for rare cases. So it's one of the, I think, in the top five hospitals in the world. And they accept patients from all over the world, too, which is really amazing. So in terms of the way that they practice and operate, like, it's unlike any hospital I've ever seen before. So we're just so grateful to be in their care. And with Fox's condition as well, he's actually followed every six months um, at this hospital until he's 18 years old. So, you know, his team, like, they aren't just his team in a lot of ways. They're kind of becoming like a family, you know? Yeah, yeah. That close together and seeing them so often, they obviously genuinely care Oh, yeah, it's not a nine to five for them. They're they're like the closest thing to an angel on earth that I've ever seen. Yeah. Goodness, I can't imagine having to deal with that. And honestly, like, you're just incredible and such a strong woman and mom and inspiration that you're able to advocate for your son and push and get everything done that you need to get done because... I'm sure there are times where you just want it to crumble, you know, and like, as a mom, we can't, we have to just keep pushing and keep going and find what our children need and all of that. And it's just a very inspirational story. And I'm happy to hear that Fox is much better and doesn't have to deal with that anymore. Because that like I said a million times, like it had to be so scary. No, it's hurt. It hurts when your baby's hurting and oh, there's gosh. really nothing you can do, you know? Exactly. There's nothing you can do. And, you know, especially when you're trying to get help, but you don't know exactly what's wrong, but your intuition is telling you, I know something is wrong mm-hmm. and you're being denied the care. Like oh. it's totally crazy making. So like, that's just a huge message too is to just no matter what like if you aren't satisfied with the answer then don't take that as your answer keep fighting and keep looking because it could cost you your life if you don't yeah seriously and it's just wild how it it kind of is like backwards in that world like where they they sometimes seem to push things that you don't need but when you truly need something it's almost impossible to get unless you tr- like you are fighting like you did, you know. Um, it's so true, and it's funny because when we got to sick kids, they were just so welcoming and caring and listened to me, and at no point did they look at me like I'm the one with the medical medical degree and experience, not you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Which was mm-hmm. just so comforting to have that and. I had such PTSD from the whole experience that it actually took me a long time to even accept that, okay, these people care. Like, he is getting care from them. He is getting help, and I can trust them because Mm -hmm. there were so many medical professionals along the way who should have been helping us that weren't so mm. I I went into you know sick kids grateful but also like quite jaded <laughs> yeah another thing that 
I don't really think about or I don't think many people think about is when like you actually are getting the care you need. Sometimes it can be hard to really accept accept it, like you said, or like not that you weren't, but just like mentally or emotionally realize, like you said, that they're genuinely helping you, you know, and they're not like just not believing you or treating you a certain way because they're in a white coat and you're just a mom or whatever, you know, so that's definitely a major takeaway too that it can be hard at those times but it is full and strong and all of that and I'm just kind of at a loss for words it's really touching and I'm really like oh my goodness Ashley because our babies are about the same age so this is a this was they're one day apart yeah (laughs) that's so cool I wish we lived closer I know me too oh my goodness Uh, and I, I remember like when we were both like laboring and things were going on and then like not long after it was a while since we had spoken and everything and um yeah so this i mean mercy they'll be 17 months this month and that's been a long time since you've gone through this and you've done so much within this time period like seeing you online and like seeing how you're on the news in Canada and raising all this money and awareness for this kind of thing is really, really cool. And I think that like the silver lining, you know, where like you not only obviously Fox being so much healthier and healed and all that, but being able to bring such awareness to this and having a platform where you were able to start this nonprofit, which is cool. So I'll stop babbling and let you talk about that part. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're not. Yeah, that's just it. It's interesting because although I wish, you know, my baby didn't have this condition, it feels like it was meant to be because we're the beacon to spread the word and we have the motivation to help others and you know, can continue this fight for those who feel that they don't have a voice right now because it is really hard to speak out about it. And like, honestly, I think this is like my first conversation I've really had where I haven't burst into tears. So I mean, I'm not going to say I won't, but I'm doing pretty good. Every day you you do get a little stronger. Um, So with our not-for-profit, so we're helping children across the world. We're based in Canada. Our hospital is in Canada, but it's not just Canadian-based. So what our, um, you know, huge push is for children everywhere to have better access to care. We'll start there. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great place to start. (laughs) Yeah. And also to encourage healthcare professionals to take a deeper dive. So if a boy especially is coming in with a UTI, just investigate right then and there. Do that ultrasound. It mm-hmm. doesn't take much effort to just do a once over and that simple, you know, screening will tell you a lot of what could mm-hmm. be going on. Um so there's that. And then our ultimate goal is to open up a fox den. So that would just be um, 
Accommodations nearby Sick Kids Hospital is where we would begin, where families who are dealing with any urology type issue where they need, you know, expert care, or they have appointments or check-ins, and they're from out of town, they have a place to stay uh, that's, you know, reasonably priced and close to the hospital and just a safe space. So that's that's our ultimate goal for sure. That's beautiful, Ashley. It really is. And you are like, I don't want this to sound weird because I'm really not that great at like hating <laughs> what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's okay. You are like almost the perfect woman to do this kind of thing. You know, you've always been someone who you know, got a word out about something or been in like, been out there, like people knew who you were or, you know, just, just a, a good girl all around and, you know, just oh, having connections and like a voice and doing this or doing that to where this is like almost a calling, you know, like you're, you're great for this. You know how to um, have people connect with you and understand what's been going on and empathize and feel and just understand like this is needed like help however you can and that kind of thing and I don't know I hope that makes sense but I do feel like you know we're all kind of chosen for certain things in life for a reason and we so are yeah and I feel like this is good it's good for you you're a good person to have this be done you know to help other families all over the world like that's incredible thank you yeah it was it it was actually at my rock bottom I kind of just had a slap of reality and thought to myself like I'm either gonna sink in this or I'm going to swim because it is really easy wallow in it and to this day like I'm not waking up like pumped about life every day. You know, it's tough. It's a lot to come to terms with your son having a condition. It's a lot. It can feel really daunting to know that I have to go to a children's hospital every six months. Yeah. But there's two ways you could look at it. You know, you could either look at it like my life sucks. How am I going to get through this? Or you can turn that pain into power and, you know, use your voice to help others and also be grateful that I have those appointments every six months because then I always am being proactive in his condition and you know we can intervene if something is starting to go sideways instead of not knowing where he's at so it's definitely like you gotta be aware of your mindset big time (laughs) oh yeah for sure and I'm sure you have days where it's hard and that's okay too you know like where you just want to cry or just you know sit and and do yeah (laughs) yeah that's good like you need to do that you know like it's okay um but it just everything about how you flipped the situation to into more of like a positive way of helping and everything is really inspirational and you're going to make me cry. (laughs) So you have to give Fox a big hug for me, please, please. Yes, I Um, will. 
and I love the fox den thing like that's so cool and that'll definitely help families just feel better because traveling like that for your sick child I can't imagine again you know it's got to be hard to go somewhere you don't know and need somewhere safe and cozy to stay and to have that end goal of offering that to families so it makes just everything a little bit easier for them and more comfortable for them is just beautiful and um I want you to really plug how people can donate or help or whatever anyone can do to just help where help you raise awareness and help you get to that goal Oh, thank you. Yeah, so it's all on our website for foxsake.ca. So again, it's the number four and then F-O-X-S-A-K-E dot C-A. Um, and then on there, we have a donate page. And I will mention that it is not just for children with PUV. It's actually for urology as a whole. So any urethra or urinary bladder kidney issues that's what our uh, main focus is on Mm. and oh darn it am I still there yeah you're here (laughs) (laughs) okay so so it might not be for iPhones um maybe it's just the other kind of phones I'm not sure but I've had that happen where like (laughs) someone's phone locked and it cut off um but I'm glad that didn't happen with us okay okay (laughs) okay still learning with what what's happening with what what would happen with something so that's good that's good thank you for that (laughs) oh my gosh that's funny um okay so yes it's for to raise awareness and funds for research care equipment testing all of that for all urinary kidney and bladder issues in children and another thing i would like to note is that as a whole is a very neglected region so you know parents don't always assume that that area works it, it usually does and it's great if it does of course but don't don't neglect that region you know just when you're you know doing a diaper change and checking your child like make sure they got a strong flow or like they don't yeah. you know they're not like pushing too hard or even you know look out for any type of odd smells all of those can be red flags that there could be something going on and and if any of those red flags occur it doesn't necessarily mean something's going on but it's good to just be aware yeah for sure that's a great point because like who thinks that who thinks a newborn will get a uti especially a boy i know know. that's what's so crazy that that can happen and obviously why it happened made sense you know but yeah it's just something like you would never think of and I could see many families just leaving the first time you went and being like okay he just has a fever for whatever reason because who would ever think that it could be something like that I know it's crazy and I remember in one of my appointments I actually even told his pediatrician I said oh he really hates dirty diapers he cries every time he pees and I immediately need to change him and that wasn't a red flag 
even for the pediatrician, right? Whereas uh, now it's 2020 in hindsight and it's just like, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, it was, I'm sure, painful for him, you know? Yeah, it was. Oh, that's so sad. Poor little baby. But I'm just happy he's much better. I really am so happy for him and for you and your family and everything. And just everything you're doing is amazing. So thank you for doing this. For real. We've really come a long way from like crazy <laughs> Las Vegas <laughs> nights. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say how <laughs> I was debating. I'm like, do we go down that lane of like how wild we were? I feel like everyone at this point has realized I was just out of control. So if you were my friend for this long, you probably were out of control too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> seasons you know yeah yeah seasons oh god it's amazing it really is it's really cool and I love that like I said in the beginning just like how we were pregnant at the same time and gosh one day apart is just so cool that's so cool and it's so great that now you're a doula because I had a doula my entire pregnancy and which is awesome and it was so amazing to have her so I'm so happy that you're, you know, down that path because oh, you're the you. perfect person for that. And Aww. had you had, you know, <laughs> had the, I guess, capacity at the time, but you were just as crazy pregnant as I was, yeah. <laughs> you could have been my virtual doula. Oh, I would have been so honored. <laughs> Aww, next so time around. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Maybe we can be pregnant at the same time again. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool how like we just kind of fell into these like callings just from motherhood and going through things like that. And, you know, it's bittersweet, of course, but you're doing an amazing thing for many many people and I just love seeing your journey and everything and just happy to still be friends with you after all these years um and forget the Barbie movie you're like the real life Barbie so if anyone when you see Ashley like because I'll have like the teaser reel up on my Instagram and it'll be your beautiful face your picture you'll see she's like the real life Barbie (laughs) oh my goodness Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support and, you know, having me as a guest to help raise awareness on here and have that exposure. I really appreciate it. And, you know, you've always just been such a wonder through all the seasons of our life. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. And you too. And I'm definitely the description. I will link the website for foxtake.ca. Um, and your Instagram and anything else you want me to link, I'll pop down there so everyone who's listening can just easily go to the website, make a donation, even if it's a couple bucks. Like, I feel like anything helps, you know? So, or just anything helps. It. Yeah. And our, and our biggest thing is awareness because that really helps. So, even if you just share the link, or you don't even need to share the link, even if you just, even if one more person just knows what PUV is or abnormal, uh, I can't even talk. abnormalities in that region you know that goes a long way because we're looking to change healthcare for everyone so I love love it and I love you and I love all this and I love little fox so please give him a hug for me and I will definitely be talking to you on Instagram I'm sure in a little bit (laughs) yes you got it (laughs) 
I love you guys too. Hug Mercy. I will. I will. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. Welcome. I want to thank Ashley for coming on and being so so vulnerable and just sharing her journey and what she's doing now. It's so amazing that she went through this and flipped it in such a way to help so many people around the world. It really is. It gives me chills just like mentioning it now. Please, everyone, go to the description. Make a donation if you can. If you can't make a donation, just share the link to your social media. Get the word out because this is something that we all need to be informed about. And being informed is being in power. I hope this helps whoever needs it. If you enjoyed this episode, please give the podcast five stars so we can keep spreading the word. Yeah, bless.